Dear Junkie Journal, my hope is this podcast reaches the people that had a chaotic and traumatic childhood who not only survived it, but live with the after effects and continue to see the light in the dark. To the people that have to look themselves in the mirror every single day to say, keep going. You are not your trauma. When I began this journey, I had no intention of doing a podcast. In truth, I was encouraged to write these stories down in a journal by my life coach and friend, Julie. So the first season is really gonna be based on the junk in my own trunk. The second season will be more geared towards advice, coaching. Uh, You'd be surprised just how much you carry over from childhood. So this story is a little harder for me. Um, This story takes place when I was little. It was the second time that we got put into foster care, you know, and I had some experiences, you know, that I can't explain that I think are pretty, um, pretty ironic, you know, and I'm going to read this story just like I wrote it. Um, I'm just going to read it uh, because it's easier for me. So here goes. I closed my eyes as tight as I could. I felt them well up with tears, but willed them to stop. I wrapped my arms around myself and felt a slight relief as I snuggled into my own. I thought of Molly. Molly is my favorite doll. She's as big as me with the same blonde ringlets. She has a long, skinny body, too. Mom says we look just alike, but she has a bigger head than me, I think. I picture her sitting upright in her chair waiting for tea time in my bedroom. I always sit her by the window so I can play and she won't get bored. Uh, She's going to be really sad without me there to play with her. Maybe she will make mom feel better, I think. You know, uh, thoughts of Molly fade when I think of mom. And just like that, I'm back to the present moment. This in and out of conscious thought and into my imagination happens often. You know, I hear my mom again. I hesitate, but open my eyes. She's outside of the car. She is pulling at the back door handle and banging on the window. She keeps telling us to get out of the car, you know, and the men in the front are yelling at us, stay put, you know. I watch, um, you know, as my brothers try for the handle and they push their shoulders against the door to get out. And I don't know how, but I kind of like instinctively know that we can't get out. So I don't try. I also know that they are going to take us away. I don't know why or how I know this. Um, I just do. You know, I look back and forth at the scene, like, going on in front of me. You know, from mom yelling and crying to the men in the front seat yelling back at her. And then to my little brothers trying to get out of the car. I watch uh, Dallas. This is uh, the middle child in our family, you know. I watch Dallas claw at the door and yell for mom. He has thick, like, Coke bottle glasses, you know. I watch as he, like, pauses to lift them up, you know, and wipe his eyes with the back of his tiny little fists and then drops his glasses back down. And he tries the door handle again. Uh, he has the perfect freckles speckled across the bridge of his nose. And, you know, he looks, like, so very fragile in this moment. Um, Adam is the youngest, almost five, uh, undoubtedly the wildest out of all three of us, you know. Uh, Adam is like just a beautiful boy too like he has mom's beautiful gray eyes but like dad's really dark tan skin and his eyes just pop just like our mother's you know Uh, he's like the cutest mouthiest little thing you have ever met Um, I listened you know to Adam and he's calling the cops you know in the front seat like every profanity he's ever heard he's like motherfuckers let us out you hear me cocksuckers let us the fuck out of here you know and And, like, for a second, I, like, forget the situation that's going on, and I fight back the smirk pulling at the corners of my mouth. 
he always shocks me with the things that he says. I think of like the countless times that I watched mom chase him around the house with the belt. You know, a little like giggle kind of like escapes is I remember the time she stopped chasing him, stood in the middle of the floor and she's like scanning the room, trying to figure out where he went, you know, and when out of nowhere, he like jumped out from behind the chair, like goes under her in between her legs and right out the front door. <laughs> she like stared after him for like several minutes. Um, she just like kind of threw her hands in the air and walked away. She was, she was like shaking her head. She was pissed off, but she like had this grin on her face. Like she just, you know, Adam, I feel like was mom's favorite. Like she just, she just loved him. She, he was nuts and she fucking loved it. You know, um, that day was fun. You know, today or the day of this story, it's not the case. You know, um, I let my attention come back again and I don't know like what else to do, but to observe, you know, fighting's like totally normal in my house. So I do what I always do, and I just listen until it stops, you know. I kind of like take everything in, but just just sit there, you know. And so I silently wait for it to come to an end and softly rub my arms with my fingertips. Um, it does calm me when I'm nervous and anxious, you know. And, and to be honest with you, I do that to this day, which is like probably sounds really weird. But I, when I'm anxious, I, uh, I'll rub my own arms. And uh, I do it to other people too. It's like, I don't know how to express like, hey, I hope you feel better. I just, I just kind of like rub their arm, you know, I don't know. Anyways, um, so I'm feeling a bit tired or, or I think I am, right? Because my, my eyes feel like really heavy and my vision seems foggy for some reason. And I don't know if I'm imagining it or not, but I like begin to see like these waves of colors around everyone. I watch with like curiosity, you know what I mean? I'm just kind of like, like wondering what the hell's going on, you know, and you know, there's the color red seems it's like vibrating around my mom and it kind of shifts occasionally to orange and it goes a quick pulse of blue, then back to red. Um, the colors kind of like move with each person as if all of their thoughts and feelings are echoing out of them. It's hard to explain. It's, it's just so, so crazy. Um, and in the far distance, I kind of hear something, you know, and I focus harder on the sound and I trace it to my brother, Dallas. Um, his voice is so soft. It is like barely a whisper. And he says, please, you know, please. He repeats over and over um, the same thing. And he's not like talking to anyone. He's just saying, please, you know, please. And, you know, we want to get out of this car. We want to go home, you know. Uh, I watch him for some time, you know, and he just keeps repeat, you know, repeating this mantra. And um, finally his shoulders like slump. You know, he puts his hands together on his lap and his head hangs down and his lips quiver, you know, and he's still mouthing the word please, but there is like no longer any sound coming out, you know. Eventually he is, he's still, you know, but his silence is like so fucking loud to me, you know, and, and I watch like the blue haze around his body and it's just like softly vibrating. You know, he's staring blankly into his hands, but there's this blue ray of just like, vibrating around him. It's, it's insane. Um, this particular moment puts a really heavy weight on my heart, you know, and in that moment, like, I just know that we are all broken, you know, like I'm only seven years old, but I am broken, you know, and, and the way, you know, I don't know, I have like this weight on my chest, you know, and it, it seems to be like doubling by the second, you know, I watch this, I have the realization, like, this is not, normal and this isn't good you know and this this is you know scary and 
I don't know. It, it seems silly, but I also feel like a weird tickle in my throat, in my chest, you know? And I come become like aware of my breathing. I start like my chest begins to rise and fall rapidly. I'm, I like feel like I'm panicking, you know? And then I realize like I'm having an asthma attack. You know, I had asthma ever since I was little. And for sure, you know, I recognize that I'm having an asthma attack, you know? Uh, but I'm like, I'm frozen at the realization that I'm having an asthma attack because there's all this chaos going on around me. And, you know, no one's going to know, you know, so my heart is like pounding so loud in my ears that I think someone else, they have to hear my heart pounding, right? They have to know what's going on. They have to notice, you know, um, I'm like gasping each couple of air burning my lungs and coming in faster and faster. You know, I need my inhaler, but I can't talk because I don't have the air to form any words. And I'm, I like, because I put myself into this full on panic, um, I was just making my breathing worse, you know? I look around and I'm like wildly looking around, just trying to catch like anyone's gaze. My eyes are like darting from person to person. Um, no one is even glancing over, you know? It seems like, like an eternity, but at some point, um, I'm really not sure when, I stop hearing all the yelling, you know? And, and I don't hear my heart pounding anymore. Um, now I hear this like really high pitched ringing. That's like, it's like screaming in my ears, you know? And then just like that, the ringing stops you know so my heart's pounding I have this high-pitched ringing I'm panicking you know and then silence boom just like a light switch boom silence you know the weight is completely gone um I feel really light like light as a feather you know and and I think to myself I'm like maybe I'm dead you know maybe I died I can still see everyone's faces and the and all the colors I see all the colors but I can't hear anything and I feel nothing you know, I, I see like a faint light in my mind and I'm kind of like calling to it. You know, I'm calling to this little light. It's like a, like, I know that it's like hope, you know, and I'm calling to this light, you know, um, like with my whole heart. And I, I just want to be surrounded in this light. I don't want to be in this moment anymore, you know? So I continue towards it in my mind. And as I move closer, I feel these arms embrace me and I know that I'm safe. Uh, I think like this must be God, you know, I know that he sees me and he loves me and he wants me to focus and there are no words, but I know what to do, you know, in an instant, I sort of feel the heaviness again, you know, I'm like, boom, back in my body, Whew, you know, the heavy weight is back on my chest, my heart's pounding again, I hear the ringing in my ears, I feel my throat closing, you know, I concentrate on my breathing, you know, I know I have to do this, you know, and I don't know how I know this, but um, you know, I have to concentrate on my breathing. So I, I force myself to slow it down and I breathe through my nose, you know, and I take a deep breath in and I do it nice and slow. And then I blow it out, you know, nice and slow. And I do this over and over until my body just kind of calms, you know, and I'm able, <coughs> excuse me, to breathe again. So I never say anything about it. You know, we have so much going on. It's like unimportant, right? We're about to be taken away and, you know, everything's so crazy and it's just, it's not important, you know? So, I mean, obviously as an adult, I realized that that particular event would set the platform for the rest of my life. You know, in that moment, I created my very first painting in my mind, you know, a place that I could retreat often, a safe place. You know, um, I learned that everything is connected. There is light in the dark. There is love and hope in a higher power. And there are colors around all of us that vibrate according to our emotions. Energy is felt and it is seen. It is heard. And if you listen close enough, you will see, hear, and feel it, you know.
uh, last thing I learned that this brokenness in me uh, needed to happen. You know, I needed to learn how to dig deep and find courage when I was afraid. Because there would be so many more times in my life that I would be afraid and I would be tested and and I would need to revert back to this this safe place that I had created, you know, this place in, in my mind and um, I would need to revisit it over and over, you know. Anyway, so this is a this is the beginning, I guess, of a a long a long line of stories. <laughs>